Hello and welcome to Trust and Evil. I'm Bryony. I'm Sam. This is case eight. Number eight. It's going to be a two-parter. Yeah. Because I haven't finished it. Okay. <laughs> so just basically being honest, right? <laughs> honestly, it's the best Full party. disclosure. <laughs> and it's really big. It's I thought I did honestly think I could do it in one. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. It's so massive. Much, there's more information. thing is, if I don't put that information in, people will be like, you haven't researched a case. Yeah. Whereas actually some of it is so irrelevant, but I'm going to put it in anyway. Well, why not? You know. Because you do your research. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> so, so Kim, this was, sorry, right, this is rebirth. So this was recommended by Kim Winson. So yeah. I put a post up, said, any recommendations come forward? Someone recommended this case. I was like, okay, I'll have a look. And I was like, how do I not really know about this case? Because right. it's quite new. Okay. And it happened in England. Maybe that's why you don't know it, though, because it's a new one. I mean, it's not that new, but yeah. I mean, it's like... Fairly new for us yeah. not to know about it. Like it, we would have been like, well, it was 2011. Oh, so yeah, I yeah, like it's new, like new as in, oh, it, if I saw it on the news, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah. But obviously, didn't you? Didn't no. So okay, so this is a case of Christopher Halliwell. Okay, he is a monster. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm going to take you back. I'm going to go back to the 18th, 18th of March, 2011. So Sean O'Callaghan whose family have said that she was very bubbly, fun-loving, um, girl that was full of life and would make everyone feel happy. She worked as an office assistant and she was out with friends on March the 18th. They ended up at the Suchu nightclub in Swindon, Old Town. I have no idea where that is, but I put no. that in because that's exactly what it says. It's in Swindon somewhere, I <laughs> yeah. assume. Yeah. She had not long moved in with her boyfriend, so that's so cute. Yeah. He was called Lovely. Kevin. Kevin Reaper. Oh, so this isn't the the guy. No, 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 no. So he's called Christopher. Her Kevin's lovely. Okay, we, we love, love Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Um, this was such an exciting time. I put for any girl first. You move in with your boyfriend. Yeah. You decorate stuff. Pick yeah. Furniture. Make it your like, own. How cute. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Be grown ups. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's cute, and I think they were like really in love as well. So Kevin had been out with friends as well that night and had got home at 10.30 and he'd fallen asleep. And I feel like we've always all done that. Like, even though he was wait, waiting for her to come home, or I think they might have even said, like, oh, I don't know, like, I'll be home at 10.30, yeah, yeah. I'll be home at 10.30 sort of thing. Um, So he'd fallen asleep and then he woke up and at 3.25 and he sent a text to Sean saying, I'm worried. Yeah. He, also, with the sleep thing, like, he's been out, he's had a few drinks. Yeah, and, like, Tim's terrible for that. Yeah. Like, he would just be like, yeah. straight away. Off you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he texted her saying, I'm worried. He didn't have a reply. So I'm guessing he fell back to sleep because then at 4.40, he texts again just saying, worried. Although, it doesn't mean that he fell back to sleep. Maybe he was just Well, this is what makes doubt. me feel like he fell back to sleep because at 4.40, when he texted again, he then called Sean's brother, who then called their mum. So we have mm. loads of people calling. Like, her mum's calling. Like, even if she was pissed off with Kevin, say, like... Yeah, she would have Her mum's calling, someone. her brother's calling. So, like, everyone's calling her. Do you mm. know what I mean? I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because they might think she's been out with her friends and... She can't got, hear it. I've gone back to mate's house and mm-hmm. gone to sleep. But, lost her phone. There's a million things that could have but happened. But I just think they all sort of knew that this was not like her. Yeah. She wasn't like this. It was cause for concern, like. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he called her brother and her mum. Her mum and brother then worried. They then go to the police and file a missing persons report. Sometimes they like to wait 24 hours. But in this case, they started an investigation investigation straight away how how long was it so at, i don't really know it didn't really say but at 4 40 
he, they were texting her mum and stuff mm. um, and her phone went off. I really hear somewhere. So her phone stopped receiving call, like like went through to Aunt's machine. I've, I'll say it in a minute. It wasn't, it was like two something in the afternoon. Right. So I imagine it was like first thing in the morning they went yeah. to the police station. But I mean, it's open 24 hours. So it could have gone could at like have gone any other time, yeah. Yeah, but the police were right on it. Okay, so they were, they, you know, they were on it. They started the investigation. They used cell towers to track Sean's phone and found it pinged in... <laughs> savannah forest right okay but they knew that she would have to have been in a car to travel here so i looked how it, far it was and it says 26 minutes by car so that's, that's a good length of time yeah isn't it? even if like she couldn't have walked it but she would have no. had to have been in car i mean she could have walked it but it would have been taking it would a have taken long time. a long time um and especially she'd been out so she probably wasn't in the best walking gear yeah you'd imagine there's hills wouldn't you yeah and also as well they're and thinking why probably the drinking hell? as well yeah. like but they're thinking why the hell would she be in in a bloody forest well there's no it's, i mean thing is you could get drunk think oh let's go in the woods it'd be fun but you it, would do that well yeah that does sound like something stupid i'd do i'd be like it's cold yeah you would be yeah that's not why you wouldn't <laughs> join me because you'd be bloody cold but yeah it's just if your phone's found in a forest and you're supposed to be out clubbing or pubbing or whatever, it doesn't really strike good feelings in no, you, does it? Exactly. So I found out that Sean had been attacked in a nightclub before in the toilets by another lady who beat Sean, who might I add, did nothing to provoke her beating, and she was beaten unconscious. Right. How do we know that she did nothing? Um, because there's witnesses. The right. woman got charged for it. She she got found guilty. But so basically, she was just in the toilets, mind her own business, and um, someone was being a prick. Yeah. Um. So Amanda Langdon was arrested and charged, and later found guilty in order to pay hundred pound compensation. Now the right. reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's just something you know something, something that happened, happened. and that was um quite recent. It wasn't you know, and for her to go back to that club, nightclub, that's brave of her. It is, but then it's not because I guess you assume that it wouldn't happen again. No. You know, you assume that type of thing is a one-off. I would anyway. Yeah, but I just think it shows that she's like, you know, fuck, fuck this. I'm gonna do life. Yeah. You know, living. Not my let life. it put her off. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so if so, Sean's phone either died or was turned off at two thirty-six in the afternoon. Yeah, good and chance that, it died. I would. And think. from that point onwards, it went to answer phone message. Well, the problem is, is I don't think they ever found her phone. So. Oh, really? He could have had it mm. and um, turned it off. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you... I guess. I but mean, then if I it don't was pinging how... in the forest. Yeah, I don't know didn't. how savvy he was. Like, did we know then that phones could be traced quite easily by location? I guess I think they in did. 2011, yeah. Yeah. I feel like in 2011, it was, people... yeah. Not everyone. The thing is, in my head, I'm not that old. So I don't, I don't feel like I, you know, it, it, I, it, just in my head, I'm not that old. So it's. You know where they can be traced. Yeah. Then, like your dad, say, would probably be like, what? They can ping your phone? Yeah. And find out where you are? Yeah. You know? Like if I said to your dad, send me your location on Google Maps, he'd probably be like... Oh, if you said to him, drop me a pin, he'd be like, what the chuff? Yeah, yeah. Same as my mum. <laughs> I was like, if she was going somewhere today, she needed... Google. I was like, you use Google Maps? She was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, I was like, it's basically telling you to go on to the A30, but I think it's still closed because something happened terrible this morning. And um, she was like, I don't know my way. I was like, well, just follow it and it'll redirect you. 
Because no, she couldn't. Get it. So <laughs> she followed right. me, but the A thirty was open. So right. you know. Side note. Yeah. Tell me later what happened. <laughs> oh no, I'll tell you now. It's really tragic. So basically, the A thirty where I live was shut from half past seven in the morning because a pedestrian wearing all black. This is only reports I've got off the internet. Though mm. I know what happened is fact, but the wearing all black thing I don't. Mm. Um, walked out in front of a lorry and a lorry hit them. Oh god! But everyone online's like, oh, you shouldn't be walking on the A thirty. Everyone knows that, and I'm like, what if you wanted to kill yourself? Yeah. What if he wanted to do that? Yeah. Like in full, I mean, it's tragic for the driver. It's awful. Yeah. But what if and he thought... humans do stupid things, mm-hmm. you know. We all do. I'm sorry, you show me a person that's never done a stupid thing and exactly. I'll call you a bloody liar. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just tragic. And, and the road was shut all day. Like, it was yeah. gridlocked in oh, where I live. Sad. Yeah. Not where I was going. I was lucky I was going out, but I was going to drop Jasmine to school and I come out and I was, like, basically walking. Mm. It's the only, like, she only lives no lives we live quite close to the school yeah what I'm so to you won't go but yeah, yeah but yeah she, I, she, I like to drop her because i'm like someone could kidnap her yeah <laughs> i'm terrible oh, but anyway so back to the story so yeah so uh her phone died at 2 36 or was turned off we don't know mm-hmm. the police were on it though they set up a little pop-up site by yeah. the nightclub so people could come and give information okay. they were like we're gonna do do everything we can like as far as i'm concerned Apart from one thing happened that's terrible, but the police were were really oh, no. on it. Yeah, and they can were really I ask, good. In... Sorry. Yeah. Can I ask how long was it between them finding out that the phone was last at the woods and them her being reported missing? Do we know? Was it quite soon or? What do you mean? Sorry. So they the family reported her missing. How yeah. long did it take for them to ping the phone? At the I think forest? it was pretty instant. Right. I think that it ha- this all happened sort of like that day. Right. I'm pretty sure it was quite quite soon. Yeah. So um, D. S. Fletcher was assigned to the case. So he was like the head honcho policeman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say head sheriff, but that's American, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Detective. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. So by now, is a big scale investigation underway. Loads of leads came in. Leads were coming in about a green Toyota with possible taxi markings on. And they found that the car had been abandoned in the Asda car park. Right. So obviously they're popping to Asda to see this car. Yeah. They found that the car was registered to Christopher. Um, so he did use his own car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing guy. is, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I feel like he thought you would get away with it. I don't know why he left it in the Asda car park. Because when it says abandoned, I mean... Did he just park it there? Yeah, and exactly. hoping it was out the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so on the twenty first of March, two thousand eleven, police arrested forty seven year old Christopher. They searched his home, and in an interview, he told them that they would find two bodies in a field by the B four five zero seven. Two bodies. Two bodies. Yeah. Right. After searching for days, a second body was found. So they found Chong quite quickly, but I think that's because. It was quite a new burial site. Mm-hmm. And he took them pretty much to where he'd sort of done it. Yeah. But so just a side note on this. So before they arrested him, they did they were um following him. So so they obviously knew his car. They knew that car had sort of maybe been involved. So they were sort of following him around. They were hoping that he would take them to the body. Or to, or they, to or somewhere. To her. Yeah. yeah. And um they saw him like burn so I will get into this in part two, but they saw him like burn some bits, but right. they couldn't it was too burnt for them to know what it was. Yeah. Um, and he like discarded some like a handbag or some perfume. It was perfume, I think, in the bin and stuff okay. like that. But yeah, so so yeah, how, so yeah. How 
old was the other body they found? Like not how old in age? How how long it had quite, been there? Quite a long time. Right. Yeah. And and he maybe this is why I want to do it in two parts because he may be linked to other victims. Right. But he's never said anything about you know. Yeah. I think he's been questioned about them. But he's, he's an arrogant his prick. Cards yeah. close to his chest. So Christopher worked for Five Star Taxi Firm, and they assured everyone CRB checks are carried out, but as useful as CRB checks are. It doesn't protect you from what someone's going to do. Like no. You can be clean and yeah. then do go something on. Yeah. awful. Or you could have done awful stuff and just never been caught doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's just so hard to know, isn't it? And yeah. like you said, they do great. serve a good pur- purpose. Mm-hmm. They really do if, if you have got a record. Yeah, of course. But, but for someone like this, yeah. that's not got a record. And it's really difficult as well because. People came forward to say how well liked he was, how they were really shocked that he would have done this. Like he had two what he didn't have two wives at the time. Like he had a, a wife he, yeah. to and from. And they both said, like, you know, he although he wasn't emotionally there a lot of the time, like he wasn't violent, no. he wasn't aggressive, like no. he was quite just chill. But you see it time and time again, don't you? A lot of killers can be very charismatic and lead to lies mm-hmm. and they're actually really psychotic. Yeah, exactly. So Sean had so many flowers and messages put down outside the nightclub where she was last in. Her best friend said, I love her to bits. I will never stop thinking about her. Another said, she was such a light and would always make me smile. That's really sweet. It's lovely, isn't it, to have things like that. So obviously I said that there's two bodies. Yeah. So we need to figure out who the who second body is. Do we find out? Yes, we right. do. But this is where it gets really complicated. And this is why I want to do another part. because Okay. To get justice for this girl, they needed it. Was it's I'll, I'll just carry on, okay? <laughs> so they're going for justice for the second body. So, and... obviously, the first body they can link him to, they've got DNA, and that's um, a given, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, they've got DNA, yeah, they've got her blood in his car and things okay. like that. So, they've got a direct link, but um, the other body was there for a long time, so okay. it's not much in this really difficult. Just out of curiosity, where was the blood in the car? Oh, I don't know, on the headrest, I think. Okay. But I could be wrong. I don't actually know that. I was yeah. just wondering, boot or, you know. Oh, like... yeah, no, sorry. I think basically what I personally think happened is she's got in his taxi. He 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 claims a different story, but I reckon she, she's got in his taxi. He's locked those doors. Yeah. And there's nothing she can do. Mm. Do you know what you mean? And, and he's here to incapacitate yeah. her or even kill her. Or even just said... If you do what I say, you won't get hurt. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you. So sometimes in that moment, you're gonna be like, right, if I just stay calm. Yeah. Yeah, all right, you probably will rape me or something. But yeah. you don't think there's gonna so kill many you. variables, isn't there? Could mm-hmm. have had a knife. Could have even had a gun. Yeah, I know he did we have don't... a knife. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did have a knife. So he could have shown her the knife. Actually, yeah, yeah you're right. Actually, but yeah, poor. I just feel so sorry for her. She must yeah. have been so scared. Yeah. In that moment. That's it again. Well, they both must have been. Yeah. Again, it's not just murder, which is awful on its own, but it's the fear and that mental anguish before you die it's just oh i can't i god hope that nobody i know ever goes through that i hope that nobody ever goes through it but they do um i'm terrible like you for i always think of the fear i always Mm. think i always think oh my god i'd be so fucking terrified like my anxiety is like oh my god i'd be so terrified and i only can do that say that from them i've talked about before like what happened on my doorstep and i'm I was so scared. Like it, I've said it on the podcast before when I was coming home and I was oh, pregnant and yeah. that guy was trying to come in my house and I, you think you're just going to turn around and punch it. Yeah. And I had my key. I had, 
I didn't have a key in my hand. I don't know what I had. I think I might have had my phone, but I thought I could have hit him with my phone. I could have done anything. I didn't have a key because I was knocking on the door to get in. Mm. But I could have, like, maybe I had my back door key because I was supposed to be going around the back. I can't remember. I said to Tim, leave the gate open. But good job I didn't go around the back because it's an alleyway. Remember yeah. where I used to live? It was an alleyway. Yeah. But yeah, I was, you think you're going to be like, fuck off, rah, rah, but you're not. I was just so fucking scared. And all I could say was, my boyfriend's in there. My boyfriend's in there. Yeah. I was like, my, oh, it's awful. As you've told the story, I'm just thinking for people that don't know it, say say what he was doing. To oh, okay. So I'd been out on a night out um, and I was pregnant actually with my second child. So I hadn't drunk and it was about 12 o'clock and I was like, I'm going home. I'm mm. bored of this crap now. So I got in a taxi. Um, he, he dropped me. He dropped, I was talking to Tim on the phone and I, I could tell he was going to sleep. But I was like, wake up. I'm nearly at the door basically. Right. And Tim can literally just fall asleep and oh, you can't wake him up. Yeah. Like I don't, I've never known anyone like it. Like mm. he's asleep before his head hits the pillow. And anyway, so I was like, right, I'll be there. I'll like I'll come to the door now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got off the phone, paid taxi driver, went to my front door and the taxi driver drove off, and I didn't see this guy. I no. didn't see him at all. Like, and I don't know if I was looking. It's quite for... a built-up area where you lived as well. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? And they could have hidden anywhere, really. And anyway, I was like knocking on the door. The door went open. Knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. And then all of a sudden, this guy just grabbed me from behind mm. and was like, "I can't remember if he said, can I come in or come?' I can't remember what he said. He said something to me, but he grabbed like proper grabbed me. Yeah. And like I said, you think you're going to turn around and punch him or whatever. But I was so fucking scared. I was yeah. just hammering on the door. And I was like, my boyfriend's in there. My boyfriend's in there. Hammering, hammering, hammering on the door. And um, in the end, Tim answered the door. But by that time, he'd gone around my house. And I was only like the second house. So he yeah. was around the corner. But he was like looking. And I'm trying to explain to Tim what happened. And I don't think I was getting my words out properly. But I was like, this guy like, tried to grab me. Rah, rah, rah. And Tim's like, just get in the house. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get in the house. And I was trying to explain it to him. And then when I got in, I was so angry. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill that little prick. Yeah. But I went out and he wasn't there. But, I, but when it actually moment. happened, I was so scared. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? Fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. And I in froze. that moment. No, you didn't freeze. You were trying to flight. Well, true, yeah, but I was so scared, honestly. I was so fucking scared. And he could have done anything to me. If yeah. he had just dragged me off, yeah. like, I don't know what I would have done. But and the thing is, he was short. I don't, he was shorter than me, but I might have been on my step. Yeah. And he might have seemed shorter than me, yeah. but he was either shorter than me or the same height. Yeah. And he wasn't big. He was quite skinny. But I think he was like, I don't want to say he was Polish because I'm not sure, but he was either Polish or what's the other people that talk like polish people romanian yeah right yeah yeah so it was either polish or romanian but he definitely had like a, a polish accent yeah as far as i'm aware or an accent like it yeah, yeah. exactly but yeah. it is so scary though isn't it like you said you're where you lived i mean it wasn't the nicest of areas it wasn't the worst either but it wasn't the nicest very built up lots of alleyways around it wasn't just the alleyway around the back of your house there's lots of little nooks and crannies there, yeah exactly isn't there? you could have hid anywhere yeah, very, very scary. But yeah, I feel like I've just, I just feel like there's so many horrible people around. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I said, he had two victims. So we've got Becky Gordon Edwards. Um, now, she's been described as a sensitive girl who her mum and dad had split up when she was younger and she took it really hard. And she was also severely bullied at school. Right. Um, and that's hell. Like, it is. Come on that now. is hell. That's a whole different mental torture, isn't it? If you have been a bully at school. Shame you. on you. Yeah. Fuck you. Because fucking horrible. Like, I was never bullied, but I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to think, I, it'd just be horrible. I had bouts hate. of bullying when I was younger. We, I was in a group, it was three, three of us and, you know, two's company, three's a crowd. Yeah. And... 
Didn't happen very often, but when these two would get on one, they were right bitches. No. Who was it? It was um, two girls. uh, I don't know how to say their name. I doubt they listened to the podcast. Little School. Yeah, it was Stacey and Kirsty. And then we were very good friends, and it I wasn't bullying, like kicking. Was this and that. before I was there? I think so. Yeah. Fuck him! I fucked him right up when I got there. <laughs> it wasn't bullying, like they hit me and stuff, but it was just sort of wouldn't they'd exclude me? Yeah, and, three is a crowd. Yeah. That's the problem, and you get and and when there's two that are really close, and you're yeah. like the third one. And you know difficult. that was awful. It was horrible. Did I hit them? Ever? No. <laughs> Damn it! I wish I did. If we see him now, I hit them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like I said, she was bullied at school. Really fucking horrible. Poor girl. She soon found friends and these friends were not great friends. Oh. They would drink and do drugs and Becky would find this great. She has a way to yeah, escape. But then like, how old are they? I do feel it's a rite of passage to a certain degree, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is, obviously, it really affected her mum and dad splitting up and it would affect anybody. Yeah. You know, your parents splitting up. And then she was bullied at school and then she found these friends. And although they weren't great and she probably knew that. Yeah. It's it was friends. friends. Yeah. And I would imagine the drink and the drugs gave her some kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some kind of escapism. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what her mum did say. Like, you know, she used these to escape escape life. And, and when it is, like, people don't realise when you are bullied and you have to go to school every day, yeah. you're made to go to school every day and you don't want to go because you've got no friends or whatever. And then you find these friends going to sort of do anything you can to yeah. keep them and if they do drugs and stuff then you're going to you do, drugs. do drugs and stuff you know and double bonus it's a coping mechanism exactly. on top so. so then you start doing sort of smaller drugs and then it leads to harder drugs yeah. and by the time i can't remember how old she was but she was quite young when she was start she was starting to take heroin and obviously did she find these friends in school no i think right. they were outside of school friends okay. i think they were they don't think they were school friends i mean they might well have been school friends but i don't think they were um yeah she she soon got addicted to heroin yeah and she would disappear for weeks at a time and uh, obviously her family were worried sick yeah. about her and i think she had quite a close family i think yeah. they were quite close i think it was her her brother and her mum basically yeah. and they were fairly close she might have had another sibling but i'm sure it's just her her brother and her mum okay. i checked out on the next for the next okay, for the next part but yeah i'm pretty sure it was um so she would fall into sort of a pattern where she would go off for a few weeks and then she'd call them when she'd had enough of sort of living on the streets yeah. and they would come and get her and take yeah. her home and sort of wash her feed her and you know rinse and repeat yeah, yeah. and she would go home and she, they would support her sort of coming off the drugs because that's what they wanted her to do yeah. so she'd come home but like, i've had enough they'd be like yeah we'll support you coming off the drugs and they paid for her to go to rehab and it didn't work uh it worked for a little bit but she'd go back really difficult i think like they do say like kicking drugs is like one of the worst thing or hardest things to do and like the chance of relapse i don't know the statistics i think it's quite high it's very high and i think you have to really get to rock bottom before yeah. you want to come up yeah and i think she probably would have done because she had that family mm. i think a lot of people that are addicted to to drugs don't have that really close family yeah want to help. all this extra support yeah they sort of had enough of you so you do get excluded yeah. from the family and then you've got nobody so it's just drugs and street yeah. you know and rehab is shit unless you're paying for it mm-hmm. oh, well they did pay for it yeah but, but that's still, what i mean it, yeah it's, oh yeah but she had that extra support yeah and i think they would have carried on supporting her for as long as she needed yeah becky's mum would go out and buy drugs for her now i know people are going to be like 
what, what the, the hell and not agree with it. But I think I would do that. And her mum said that it was a way that she could control what she was taking yeah. and make sure that her daughter was safe at home. Because yeah. obviously, they, if she's not allowed to do drugs in the house, she's not going to come home. No. Whereas if she's got that safe environment, I feel yeah. like her mum's doing everything to try and keep her safe. And yeah, she's probably thinking if she's out, she's doing all these drugs all the time. Very, very big chance she's going to OD. If her mum mm-hmm. dishes a bit out here and there, then she knows she's safe. She knows she's not OD and her mum is watching her. So if she does OD, she can ring the police yeah. or yeah. police ambulance. Yeah, it's not ideal. But what do you do as a parent that loves their child in that situation? And the thought of your child on the streets. I yeah. mean, she was selling herself on the streets anyway. So the thought yeah. of her child out there doing things that she shouldn't be doing because she's far too young to yeah, do them. putting herself at even greater risk. Yeah, you just... Want... I'd imagine the first time she came home and said, Mum, I'm doing drugs, her mum was like, oh, I'll just go buy you something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I imagine she... Yeah, I imagine... But I just think her mum was loved her so much and just yeah. wanted her to be safe. It was sort of the better the devil you know type situation. Yeah, exactly. Right, we'll go to a quick ad break and then we shall be back. So our very first sponsor, and it is HelloFresh. And we are so excited, not just to have an ad that we can give to you guys, but an ad that I actually use. And you have, yeah. Yeah, so my cooking skills are below average. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, something like that. They're not that great. But using HelloFresh, everything is weighed out for you, measured. You can't go wrong. It's just, it's so easy how, yeah. how to cook. And dummies. <clears throat> Brian, you can do it. <laughs> Now, I've literally been to Bryony's and I had that. Oh, what was it you made me? The Irish, Irish, Irish stew. Oh, Lovely. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And like, I can honestly say, I, I would have thought somebody else cooked it if I didn't watch you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. And also, the, I um, helped you eat the leftovers for that cheeseburger thing. Yeah, well, I had, che- yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It was cheese, cheese, it was like wedges and cheeseburger. It was so delicious. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I say I helped you eat him. <clears throat> Might have been a lot of it. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. So, like, if that's the kind of thing that you're into. Easy. I do it because it's easy. My life is really, really busy at the moment. Yeah. And they're sort of, you can do the meals in 10, 15 minutes. Prep time, cooking. You know, you've got a meal on the table in half an hour, 45 yeah. minutes. And everyone in my family eats it. Yeah. And there's so much choice. Yeah, you can't go wrong. So to get this offer, use code HELLO60AFF. That is H-E-L-L-O 60AFF. For 60% off your first box and then 25% off for the next two months. I mean, that's not bad, is it? That's a good offer. It's worth a try, if nothing else. You need to get that offer. Honestly, if Bryony can do it, you can do it. It is for dummies, some of them. And I'll admit, I cannot cook. I don't like cooking, but I do like this. It's simple, it's easy. I can't go wrong. Step-by-step instructions, man. It says when to put stuff in the pan. (laughs) You cannot go wrong. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So honestly, use code HELLO60AFF for 60% off your first box and then 25% off for two months after that. Yeah. Thank you. So it wasn't long before Becky would get a criminal record. She was a lookout for her boyfriend while him and some of his friends robbed a pub in Lich, Lich, Lichlow. Where is it? I think that's how you say it, Lichlow. Yep, that's how I'd say it. These things go hand in hand though, don't they? Drugs always turn into something a lot worse. Yeah, they do. And I think you love your boyfriend, don't you? So you you do what they want, Yeah, sort of thing. 
Um, the police offered Becky to basically go free if she testified against them, right. but she wouldn't do it. No, nope, she loved him. Yeah, exactly. She did end up with a slap on her wrist, but her mum did beg them to put a tag on her. Yeah. Because she wanted her in. Yeah. And they didn't do it. And it's such a shame because I feel like probably wouldn't have helped get her off the drugs, but it's just a way her mum can sort of keep an eye on her because I think she had this boyfriend and that would make make her go away from home for longer because yeah. she was with him. So you sort of, she's got someone. Yeah. And, you, and obviously he's in crime, so mm-hmm. he's getting money one way or the other. So it's feeding the habit. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So on December the 17th, 2002, Becky was on her way out. She said to her mum, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to sort myself out. I will be home soon. And that was the last time my mum ever spoke to her. Aww. I know. The thing is, would it have been the last time? Would she have sorted herself out? You don't know. You don't know, but but she just had this family that loved her. And and also, that's the last thing that her mum knew knew is like she was going to come home and get clean. Whether it had happened or not, who knows? But But it's something nice to hold on to. But as weeks turned into months, Becky's mum started to reach out to charities and homeless centres, all things that she had done before to find Becky. In 2007, Becky's mum reported her missing. But not, but not much, much sort of anyone can do because by law she is allowed to be missing. She's at a legal age. She's away. an adult, she, yeah. Uh, you know, although her mum's saying she's missing. She, yeah, she, so she's an adult and she's got previous for doing this sort of thing. But so. this is what really annoys me because I think they did file the missing persons report, but it wasn't sort of active. So it's filed, but they weren't really looking. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's really sad. I think there is, there's apparently, the, I think a police officer said they did cite her at some point, at some time, some point, but I don't know. Thing is, police can't spend all their efforts looking for these people because nine out of ten times they do turn up. I know, but then there's nine out of ten times they do get murdered. Yeah. And it's that one time yeah. that actually... They... No, which I completely understand, I do, but if they looked for everyone... Like on in this sort of scenario, you know, and they are just off. I know, bender. and I get it that they are short staffed. I mean, here I don't think they're short staffed here as what they were, as what they are now. Yeah, but I mean, they're short staffed. I get what you mean. There's other things going on that yeah. police need to, to be doing. But at the same time, as a parent, oh, all yeah, you want it, is your yeah your daughter's the most important thing. Yeah, it might not be to them, but it is. But to it's you. to you, of course, it is. So Becky's mum, she knew that this wasn't like her daughter to go this long without contact, you know. So she, she last saw her in 2002. I mean, now, say, it's 2007, she reported her missing. Oh. So there's a massive gap in yeah. time. And, and she'd done stuff. Like, she said to the police, like, I've reached out to these charities. I've gone to her. Oh, but you shelter. said 2007, she reported her missing? Yeah. Right. So she, so she hadn't seen... So in 2002, Becky went out, and in 2007, her mum reported her missing. Right. So it's a ma- you know, yeah, to go ma- that long yeah. without seeing her. And obviously, she wants to hope that she she um is okay. You know, you want that hope. Of course yeah, you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Karen, which is Becky's mum, would buy Becky birthday presents and Christmas gifts, and she would keep them every year. She'd keep them for when she came home. She that wanted just to shows have them. that she was still holding on to that mm-hmm. hope. You all, you've got to, otherwise what have you got? Yeah. You know? Um, April the 4th, 2011, Karen opened the door to find two police officers hmm. wanting to talk to her regarding Becky. Never a good sign, is it? No. So now we're going to go forward in time again. So Okay. We, I always do this. <laughs> you jump around. <laughs> so Christopher was set to stand trial at Bristol Crown Court in, in March 2012. Did they know about Becky yet? Yeah, so, right. yeah, they do. 
Um, so, so because obviously they found Sean and they found Becky's body pretty soon after, and they were both buried in the same place. Yeah, and he'd said, "You'll find two bodies." Yeah, okay. and they knew it was Becky's body by this oh, point. You're cuddling me, I am cuddling you. Yeah, do <laughs> boobs. I can't get. Enough. I know. So he was yet to enter a plea, and his trial was just getting pushed back. Thirteen months after his arrest, Christopher entered a plea of not guilty. So of course, was, he did. Yeah, and this was for Sean's murder. Okay, so on March the eighteenth, which is obviously the day that Sean went missing, so at two thirteen a.m., Christopher turned off his GPS in his taxi and was cruising around, basically. Right. Um. Obviously, Sean saw he's a taxi. I imagine she's flagged him down, or he's gone up to her yeah and, he's turned off his gps and he's cruising around he's looking for oh he's something. doing something yeah exactly but anyway she gets in his taxi and somehow he incapacitates her now like we said oh maybe he's shown her a knife yeah. maybe he said I, I won't hurt you if you just do what i say or whatever yeah. um so he's took her to savannah forest and he's killed her so Sean, you think they do they think that he killed her at the forest yeah don't know because there was blood in his car, but then could that have he just could have been... just hit her? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, you're not you're wrong there. So, but they don't know for sure where she was killed. I don't know. I would. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's. A, I would find that out, but I'm not actually so sure. But she was stabbed in the neck and in the head. The blade penetrated her skull, so he really sort of. Mm. She had that blunt... was done in the car. There would be a load yeah, of blood in there, wouldn't there? She had blunt force trauma to her head. She had bruising and skull fractures. Sean had been bit. Sean had bite marks on her breast. The bruising, they think, on her body was from either a severe blow or a kick. It was something sort of severe. Yeah. So this poor girl's final moments would have been fucking terrifying. Horrendous. Oh, I know it's awful, but I hope she died sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because this would have been awful. I know. And the thing is as well, he. She, I don't think they ever knew if she was raped, but there's some sort of sexual motive because she's got bite marks on her breast. Mm. So even if it's not actual sexual. rape, there's something going on there like mm -hmm. that, isn't And I'm there? not being funny, right? For a female to take a male or a male to take a female to kill them, I feel like they, they would do it to get some sort of sexual gratification. Not always, but it's more, more often than not a motive, especially when it's um, a stranger that, that kills you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when police put Christopher under surveillance, he was seen putting bottles of perfume in the bin, like I said, burning things, but they couldn't find out what he burnt. It was too mm. severely burnt. They found trace amounts of Sean's blood in Christopher's car. So it could have been transfer of yeah. his clothes, maybe. I'd, I'd hazard a guess saying that he killed her in the forest if, if there was only trace yeah. amounts. And like you say, if it's trace amounts, he could have just given her a slap and a nose could have bled yeah. a tiny bit. Christopher said he lost his temper when Sean shouted at him for going the wrong way and then he hit her and he killed her. So oh. he hit her in the car and killed her. That was it. So but then you shout at a taxi driver, therefore you should die. What yeah. a load and of also as well, bollocks. You hit her and she died straight away in your car. So then you bit her breast, stabbed her in and the skull. And stabbed her and possibly kicked her or whatever. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, just tell the truth. I know. The jig is up. Just tell the truth and give that family some sort of fucking closure. And the thing is as well, to plead not guilty. <sighs> like, what are you doing? No, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? So on October the 19th, 2012, Christopher changed his plea to guilty for the murder of Shana Callahan, and it was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Oh. Now, I will say that... It, there was a review on his sentence because they said it was too lenient. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure what the verdict was on that. I'd have to have a look, but well, I'm glad there was a review. Yeah. But do you know what really fucks me off? Go on. Right, is he got 25 years, which to the family is probably absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. right? But then you've got other people that have killed mm-hmm. people and they've got like five, nine years, years or like, something stupid. I mean, I don't know who got nine years. It might have been eight, but, you know, don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I just think, what the actual fuck? What the fuck? Do you know How I mean? old was he? He was 50. Oh, I, I don't know. Wait, I don't know how old he was when he actually committed the crime because I know in an interview he's he said he in an interview he says um he's like 57 years old so he's like if I it's about Becky's case he's like I'm 57 years old so if I plead this yeah you know but so 25 years given the age isn't the worst sentence no but he still deserves more yeah of course he does 100% so I'm just going to play you some clips of the family and a few clips of his interviews Okay. okay The boyfriend of a woman who's been missing since the early hours of Saturday morning has made a tearful plea for information. Sean O'Callaghan, who's 22, hasn't been seen since leaving a nightclub in Swindon. So after leaving this nightclub in the early hours of Saturday morning, Sean O'Callaghan appeared to just vanish into thin air. I just want to say how very worried we are about Sean. She's been missing now for over two days. It's not like her not to come home or or contact any of us for such a long time. We all want to know where Sean is and we want her home safe and well. Sean is a bubbly, lively person who is instantly liked by everyone she meets. She's very close to her family and has lots of friends. We'd like to thank all of the people who have shown their support and helped search for Sean. I can tell you is that a 47-year-old man uh, from Swindon. He's in custody, having been arrested for kidnap and two murders. The location of two bodies have been identified to me uh, by this individual, uh, one of whom has yet to be identified formally, but I'm quite clear, is Sean. I've informed Sean's um, family, who are obviously deeply distressed, so first of all, I just want to say that I said it wrong. Savannah Forest, not Savannah Forest. Right. Okay. But anyway, who knows? I don't live there, right? Okay. So to me, it's Savannah Forest. Okay. Savannah. Savannah. So anyway, so it touched upon it there. So basically what happened was when it came to um, arresting Christopher, they obviously thought that Sean was still alive or thought right. there could be a possibility of her yeah. still alive. So they he sent in the police sort of to arrest him so they arrested him they pulled him out of his car um he was like can i have my tobacco they were like no get in this car mm-hmm. and they did like a quick interview on the spot which they are allowed to do yeah um if there could be a risk or like a risk of life or saving a life yeah. you know what i mean they are allowed to do that if there's a chance that yeah. there's somebody still alive so and yeah. this is where it where sort of um so i'm getting all muddled up but this is where this is what they're saying happened, okay? So they're saying, you know, they thought that she might be still alive, so they wanted to sort of interview him on the spot. Yeah. So he's in the back of the police car, and they're sort of talking to him. They're asking him, like, where Sean is. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us where she is. You must know where she is. Yeah. And this is when he says, um, he's he asks, he does ask for a lawyer, um, and he wasn't 
given one. Right. He asked to go back to the station, right. and he wasn't taken there. Oh, you know, yeah. he's saying like, so you know, book me, take me back to the station. Mm. No. Um. So then, this is when he says, "I will take you to her. I will take you to two bodies." So right. meaning he will take him to Shana Becky's body. So they go there. He pinpoints roughly where they are, and obviously they start digging and searching, and that's yeah. when they find they do find the two bodies. But the problem they've got now is they didn't read him his rights. Right. So the fact that he confessed to another murder doesn't Means really nothing. matter. No, right. because he asked for a lawyer. He it says that I've got it on the next case. I have started writing it, but there's like an act that right. was brought out to protect people's yeah. rights. You know, to see, you know, they can talk, but if you haven't read them their rights. It's the first rule of policing. And this was a detective that did this. But the problem is, is Becky's mum is like, I'm so grateful because she might have never found out that her daughter was buried there. You know, if he hadn't admitted to two bodies. Yeah, and if he had lawyered lawyered up. Which he did, and then it was sort of no comment, no comment. But she's saying, you know, if he had just, if he had gone back to the station, they would have booked him and he would have sort of had time to sort of... Figure out what he was going to say. Yeah, he could have maybe took them to Sean's body but never mentioned another body yeah. and they wouldn't have been looking for another body. No. So actually she's so grateful for him. Yeah. Because he found she's basically like he found my daughter. Without that he wouldn't have found my daughter. Yeah. But at the same time he didn't do his fucking job. No. And it caused a massive problem. I wonder what forward. the repercussions were for that. Oh man, you wait. It's so really sad because he's apparently he's a really good detective oh. and he was so concerned. Like he's honestly saying like I was so concerned about Sean. I honestly thought that we might be able to catch her, like, you know, catch alive. her alive. Like, yeah. That was his first thought. That's what he went in there for. And although there was another body brought up, he didn't know that was going to be brought up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it is really sad. So now I've got um a bit more audio to play, which is, is this monster talking. Right. I'll get charged with this and I'm found guilty. I'll get natural. Right. I mean, not being found 50 now, but. It's <laughs> five years to go, so chances aren't looking good as it is. Um, if I wrap this up in the next few hours, any other charges against me that will be brought, there's a there's a past, I think you probably know about various things in, in the past, there's card thefts, break-ins, bits and pieces, and um, some more serious. Well, that will... Clearing this up be enough to stop everything else. I don't want to keep coming back every couple of years of different charge all the time. So what I'm saying is, if I can clear this up in the next few hours, will everything else be forgotten? Because at the end of the day, when we get sent to work, I'm just going to go to go, <coughs> to go turn the lock and say, you're done. Right, so what I'm saying is, I'll clear, I can... Resolve the matter, but I don't want you coming back every couple of years, every five years, every ten years, whatever. If this, with this, with this, as if if it goes to court and I'm found guilty, that's it. You're locking up and throwing away the key. Remember, no, no, you're not stupid. So that be it. Such a prick! What an absolute! He's just playing. If I'm game. doing this, then you can't come back. No, you've lost your fucking right to. I know. I know. Well, this was obviously after he'd been sentenced. So they brought him in to sort of try and see if they could get him to confess. Yeah. Or like get him to give them some information. And he's like going around in circles, like, 
oh, well, if I do this, then we just forget. Everything. And what he's saying as well, which is what makes me think he's got more victims, is yeah. he's like, you can't come at me for any more any charges. Yeah. So is that saying that you can't, you know, if you No are, matter what's found now. Yeah, exactly. And they can't guarantee that. No. It's not like America. Our police is not like America. No. We haven't got those rules. <laughs> it is just the bloody... Like, I want to say brass balls, but that's not even the right word. He's just, just so the, arrogant about yeah, it. Yeah, the arrogance And the way he's man. like, that sounds like it's stopping and starting, which I think it is in one clip, but he is just going around in circles. Like, he was like, he said, he said to his daughter, Well, I gave him the golden egg, but they wouldn't take it. So, bigger fool them, basically. But his daughter went on to ITV in, on this morning mm. and begged her dad. She got really close to Becky's mum really? and she begged her dad to basically admit to it and yeah and say like you've done it like like you've done it admit it like yeah. stop making everybody go around in circles yeah do you know what you mean good for her though because like, again we've said this a million times on the podcast just because one person does something so so terrible does not mean that that's the rest of the family no exactly exactly but i'm going to stop it here on this okay. part but like the next part i'm going to dive into number one i think he may have more victims yeah maybe speculation, speculation that we're not yeah. allowed to do no <laughs> um god and, forbid oh, we have an opinion oh no and um number two becky's mum like really fucking fights man she's a fighter and she yeah. doesn't give up and she ends up going to like david cameron and getting yeah. petition signed to like reopen the case because because of what that police officer did, which I agree was awful practice. Yeah. But at the same time, he got a confession out of him. They know he's done it. They yeah. just need to charge him for it. And I think for the family, like for Becky's mum, like obviously she wants to see him punished for it. But the fact that not all her remains were brought home because they didn't find all of her remains. But the fact that, that she knows what now happened. what's happened yeah. to her daughter it's something isn't and it? it's weird as well because we're going back like what so she went missing in 2002 they think she may have been killed not long after she went missing and people come forward like i don't know how many years later like eight years later or whatever and they can recall things like she was having an argument with some guy in a pub mm. and they come forward on the trial and they say now they realize it was that christopher uh... she had an argument with and like people that used to work with her on the streets say that she used to get like he used to be like a regular customer of hers yeah. and things like that so yeah it's so it's it's tragic but they get to piece together sort of yeah her timeline which is really nice because i think we spent a lot of time talking about charm because there's so much information yeah but actually there's actually quite a lot of information on becky that yeah. people don't realize it's actually out there you can piece it together oh. so yeah so um Next week, we'll dive into that yeah. and see if he got sentenced for it or not. Can we, um, is there footage of of the, the daughter on this morning? I can probably find it, yeah. Just, it'll be on be, there. I'll be quite curious to see that. We'll put it on our page. I'll find it and put it on our page. Yeah. But the, well, I saw in, in the footage that we played, I saw a picture of Sean. She was gorgeous, wasn't I know. she? I know. It's really sad, isn't it? Yeah. She was pretty. Yeah, and they describe her like she's fun, bubbly, like a yeah. lovely girl. She looks nice as well, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks friendly. And Which I, think I know she... you can't always tell, but she really does look you friendly. You can, I think. Yeah. You can. You can tell, like, me and you are like bitches. Like, <laughs> don't talk to them. Yeah, look like we've been chewing a wasp. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I think she had, she just moved in with her boyfriend. 
She like she had she had quite a good job. Yeah, Do you know loved what I mean? by everyone. Yeah, life ahead of her. Yeah, and she did the right thing. She got in a taxi to go home. Yeah, like you think you're safe. Yeah, you get in that taxi. You're taking the responsible road. You're not. I mean, how many home. times have you been in a taxi on your own? Oh, so many, so many times because you think you're safe in and taxi. drunk as well. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, not not anymore so no. much, but yeah, back in the day, you think you're safe. Yeah, you know, I remember um, I used to use this taxi guy. He was really really cheap as well. So obviously not on the books, but he did have a taxi, registered taxi. Um, lovely older guy, um, you know, absolutely safe in his car, fit, would get in there now, do you know what I mean? Mm. Very safe. But, but he wasn't, I knew he we, I knew he was doing it for cash, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anything could have happened to me. Yeah. But I put my trust in him because he was a taxi driver. Yeah. You know, and he did have this like, you know, in, in England they have like a, a, like a four digit code don't they on yeah. the back of their car to say they're like taxi drivers they obviously they can have writing yeah it, there's but... there's ways of knowing mm. that they're legit yeah and now you've got things like ubers and like obviously anyone can do can drive an uber do yeah. they even have to have crb checks i don't think so i don't know i've never had one. we don't have out. ubers where we live do no, we no we don't we don't we don't have ubers no. we've just got just eat man yeah <laughs> and, that, and i don't even have it where i live no so i have like two takeaways where i yeah. live I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I don't, but it feels like it. We have Just Eat here, but we don't have delivery. What, up here? No, we have a street over, but not in my bloody <laughs> road. Oh, man. But yeah, so that was um, part one. No, really, it's, really interesting. I Honestly, I didn't know this case. No, I don't know how I didn't know I this case. I didn't know this case. Like, how? How has this case just gone unnoticed by us? No. And, it, and it got a lot of um, news coverage because cause this, cause the police were so... Um, like because the police did their job so well in the beginning yeah. and got everybody searching yeah obviously it was on the news yeah i'm gonna ask my mum if she remembers it yeah because i'd be, be i'd be curious to know if she does remember it yeah i feel like she would i feel like you do don't you any young girl that it's big news isn't it when there's a public manhunt and we would have been like starting to go out yeah. then so surely she would have been like be safe in the taxis. Yeah. She was like, get the fuck out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back for, t- for like two nights, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Give me a break. But yeah, no, honestly, it's, it's a really interesting case. And like I said, that was um, that was recommended by Kim Winson. So like I said, if you've got any recommendations, go on our page yeah. and do it. Some of them we're not probably going to do, like Madeline McCann. I can see why people want us to do it. But man, it's been done. It's been so done. And there's so many books, so many documentaries by police, and by the parents, the, by psychologists. The actual research would be huge because there's so many yeah. factors now. And there's books, there's documentaries, there's podcasts. Yeah. There's, oh, God, it would just be. And I think it would have to be like a 10 bloody parter. Mm-hmm. There's so much, yes. especially now with this guy Yeah, that's been court well yeah court yeah he's been charged yeah hasn't he? yeah but but has been, but anything come of that though Nothing's there was been something upset. back along and i can't remember exactly what it was so i'm not gonna say because i'm yeah probably will get it wrong yeah but yeah i just think i know it'd be interesting to see our views on it but my views are pretty straightforward yeah the parents should have never left her yeah that they're, they're, they're to blame for all of this yeah. i know they didn't get murder yeah her. they're not to blame for the murder like the crazy person that actually done it but if they had never have left her I mean, yeah, it could have happened if they were there. Maybe they were sleeping and someone broke in. But, man, you left your fucking kids and fucked off. You didn't just go to the next chalet. No. 
you went like good like I don't know five miles so up far the road. away well, from it. Miles. yeah it but like mile, yeah. say a mile up the road no probably it was across that, the it was... across the pool was it across the hotel yeah the other they side were of the hotel. out of sight of the room they it couldn't was... hear them they couldn't see them yeah anything could have happened and they left three young children very on, young as well on their own and did they drug them Mm. who knows i reckon they did but that's my personal opinion but then some kids you know if you know their sleeping routine and they do sleep every night one of mine was like that i knew when he was going to go sleep and unless he was poorly or something he was asleep and i it was just a given yeah but that's like Maisie. Maisie just just a, she normally she slept all night from quite a young age getting her to sleep is a pain in the ass but she sleeps all night that's yeah. our fault do you know what i mean but she sleeps all night um, it's very rare that she wakes up, but at the same time, I wouldn't fuck off down the no. road to the pub. That's it. With my eldest, I could say if I was going to leave them, I would feel safe knowing that he wouldn't wake up. However, I wouldn't bloody leave him. No, I remember this girl at college. I'll never forget it. She was like, oh, yeah, well, I know. I put the, like, like, just she said it so like everyone does it. She was like, I oh, know. Yeah. Like, when I put the kids to bed and we should go down the pub. I was like, what? <gasps> She was like, yeah, they, we put the kids to bed and go down the pub. It's only, it's only over the road. I was like, That's so dangerous. What the actual... I never spoke to her again. No. Ever. Never spoke to her. I would and bloody report her. I don't know why her. I didn't report her if I wanted to view her, but I was so shocked the way she said it. I was like, like I think she thought that everyone done it. No, I was I'm like, sorry. You know everyone doesn't do that. And I had a little that. girl. Like, I had Jasmine. Jasmine, I mean, Jasmine would go into nursery because I was at college. That's what happened when I was yeah. at college. But yeah, I was just like, I would never dream... Of like where my house was when it at St Thomas, the pub would have been not that at, not really. I mean, it would just two streets over, but it's not that far away. But I would never have dreamt of just popping off to the pub. I had a neighbour once. Um, she was only going to pick her partner up, and her little boy was in bed, a baby, but an older baby. Yeah. And she said, "Would you just keep an ear out for him? I've left the door open. If he cries, would you go in?" Yeah. And I was just like... So they've left the door open yeah. and fucked off. Obviously not wide open, but unlocked. Yeah, but still, man. But I was just like, well, yeah, I will. But I I was like, no, I went in the house. Yeah, I, I was just you. like... Going, it's easier just to be in the house yeah. than not. Yeah, I mean? I, she wasn't long, but I was like, no way am I sitting in my front room and listening out. No, you wouldn't hear anyway, really. I well, Unless they were mm, really screaming. Yeah, if they were really... And that would be, be traumatic that wasn't for the child. it for me if something awful had happened. But, and it's not just the fact of somebody coming in and taking them, like Madeleine McCann. It's the fact anything can happen. If they wake up, if they have an accident, if that place catches on fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which I know can happen if you're asleep. But that's, but you know, there. you've got to sleep. That's human. Yeah. But you don't leave them and go and have a meal or... But then again, right, so she's actually that. So how many other times she, maybe she just left them? As they're getting older, I would know. be like, oh, I can just leave them now because they're older. don't know. Like two, three, it's like the worst age don't because know. my child's into everything. It's funny though because she's a really good mum. Like yeah, forever, yeah, all yeah. else, intents and purposes. Yeah. Really good. I don't not the parenting at no, all just it, that one thing and i was and i'm sure it was a one-off which she's only ever asked me to do it once but yeah i could i could i was just like no i'm gonna i just said to tim i was like i'm going next door you he said oh why is he crying i was like nope i'm just not comfortable I with this can. at all no i don't think you can it's scary man like honestly don't do it. Don't leave your children at home. No, on their own. don't. It's not good. Go to bed by all means. Have and a shower. That's fine. Also, but... as well, like it is actually against the law. I mean, we're looking at that girl, that woman that left her two little boys or three little. Was it four or four? Three, four. God, I can't remember now. But the the um mum that um went out and the place caught fire. Recent. Yes. Like 
that's recent and she's getting done because she left yeah. the children on their own you don't leave children on their own yeah. and it's not they're not they're not equipped to be left on their own they no. don't think like us as much I... as you might think oh my child's grown up they're not no. they're still children yeah you know no I mean, realistically, we've not long started leaving our two older ones. No. You know? My youngest, he's about to be 10, and he's so desperate for me to leave him on his own. He's like, well, you're I don't only... understand why they're so desperate oh, for it, though. It's big, I guess. It's making them feel older. But I was like, not a chance, no. mate. He was like, no. just go shop or something. I was like, nope, not even a little bit. No, because you just don't know. And it's not even them I don't trust as such. But I do think that... They would be like, oh, I'm just going to make some chips. Yeah, and it'll or be something fine. silly. Likelihood, they probably wouldn't. But you just don't know. They do silly shit when we're in. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I know, that's a thing. But anyway, thanks for listening to us moan about neighbours and children. Yeah, and, and how we think things should be done. <laughs> but don't leave your children don't on their own. Don't leave your children on their own. Just don't. It's not good for them. Right, well, I'm looking forward to the rest of this case next week. Oh, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you don't know it as well. I, I really don't. No, I didn't know it, neither. And then when I started researching it, I realised, I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been a good case. So thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, thank right. you. Love it. Bye. Bye.